What's up, peeps? My name's Jeff, and you're listening to Jeff Relax Man, the podcast where you Brits get to learn about the commotions of Zimbabwe. Yes, that is in Africa. No, it's not South Africa. And for the Zimbos listening, you guys get a taste of England life, where, believe it or not, everything actually works here. Join me as I navigate life as a homo, sapien, because I'm not gay. You're all gay. Lol. Alright, alright, everyone. How are we doing? I am your host, Jeff, and you're listening to the Jeffrey Laxman podcast. My mom keeps giving me shit because I'm calling it Jeffrey Laxman, and it sounds too much one word. Sounds too much like one word. Um, because I'm not saying Jeffrey Laxman. I can tell the difference if you can't blame it on my accent. But yeah, she keeps giving me shit for that. So I will try and do better, mom. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Hopefully she will be a guest on the episode soon. If you guys are... If you guys would like to hear some of my mom's stories, let me know if I should get on the podcast. I think that would be a great episode. Um, Just a quick message to all the listeners. If anyone is based in the Cambridge area and is looking for a bit of P&D painter decorator work, please hit me up. I'm wanting to move my work more in, like, into Cambridge, so I'm not having to travel back and forth every week back home to work. I'd say I'm pretty decent at the job. been doing it for five years now to yeah, send me a message let's get right into it stories from zimbabwe this was this is one of my stories we were still in primary school and our school hosts this annual event called the rugby touch bowl it is a tag rugby tournament where teams friends come from all over the country some people even come from south africa just to partake in this it's a very booze-filled, fun music event at the school. And definitely the highlight of everyone who went to school. Like, it was the highlight of our year. It was nearing the end of the day in the afternoon, and me and my cousins were all at the touch bowl. And we just started to take a walk around the school. We went to... We went to the girls' hostel, because obviously the boys are not allowed there. So our cousins wanted to show us what their hostel looked like. And we were going to do the same, take them to the boys' hostel. There's this long corridor that joins the two hostels together where a lot of the the laundry's done, a lot of the teachers' flats are. And we start walking down the corridor and we notice one of the teachers' flats' doors are open and her dog had just had six or seven puppies. And they were all, like, in the corridor. And we're like, what's going on here? We knew this teacher quite well. She was a good, she was a family friend as well as a teacher. So we were like, oh, this is so-and-so's flat. What are these puppies doing? Like, who's in? Took all the puppies back inside. And we're like, calling for the teacher. No answer. No one was home. And there's supposed to be like five, four or five of us. (laughs) I don't know why, but we just decided to stay in her flat, play with all the puppies, She had this pomegranate tree. We literally ate every single pomegranate off this massive tree. Yes, I get that was a bit... We shouldn't have done that, obviously. Shouldn't have beaten in the flat in the first place. Should have closed the door and left. But because we knew this person, this teacher, we thought, ah, you know what, it's fine. Like, we can play with the puppies. So we must have been in the flat for like an hour. And in her garden, the... Like, the fence, it was a 
you know, like a chicken wire fence. So you can see straight through it. And we notice this family walking down the road. This family, there is the mum, who is a teacher, and then her daughter, who's a teacher as well, and then her kid, who was in the school. The oldest teacher, she is one of the loveliest women, but it's a running joke in the school that when she gets angry, smoke starts coming out of her nose. Like, she turns into a dragon, is the, you know, the school myth and story. And I swear to you, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen this happen before. When she gets mad, you fear for your life because it's scary. So we notice them walking up the road and me and my cousin Ali, we, no, me, Ali and Amy, we dash for the door. We run straight out, close the door and leave. And our friend Sasha, she decides to hide behind the school bus that's parked in the garden. And as they get to the gate, she decides to run through the garden, through the house and come join us. They 100% saw her and probably saw us all just playing in the garden. So we run down the corridor, hide in the boys' hostel, and Ali peeks her head round the corner, and there's this teacher sticking her head out the door, looking both ways, trying to see, like, who's just been in the apartment. I think she knew it was us. That's why she didn't come and, like, chase us or give us shit. She was like, okay, it's, these aren't, like, bad kids. We know them. They probably were let into there to play with the puppies. Like, that's probably what she thought. But if we had been caught, we would have been probably suspended, actually, because we you broke into a teacher's flat and ate all her fruit and played with her dogs. Um, so, yeah, that was a scary-ass moment in school. Okay, so the next story, we've actually had quite a few messages in from the listeners, and they seem to be loving the stories about me in high school and what high school in Zimbabwe like private military style boarding school was actually like so he has another one of those today I'm going to be talking about dorm raiding if you don't know what that is it is basically when you have beef with another hostel or even the year above you if they've been giving you shit all week and you're just like fuck we're done with this you've planned a dorm raid A dorm raid entails sneaking out of your dorm around 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. In Zim, we had these long pull-up grey socks that went to just under our knees. And we used to stuff them with more like balls of socks, tennis balls, cricket balls. And those were your weapons. So you're ready, you've got your socks planned, and you head to the next dorm. Let's just go with your dorm raiding the year above you in your same hostel. So you sneak into their dorm as quiet as you can because if one person wakes up, they will alert the whole dorm that they're getting dorm raided. But we go, we line up each person on a different bed, ready, and you count three, two, one, and you just start pummeling the shit out of people with socks and you're punching them, you're hitting them, you're like putting the duvet over their heads so they can't see who you are. And usually there's one guy who doesn't want to get involved with the dorm rating, so he's on the light. So he's flicking the lights on and off, just causing chaos. Everyone's shouting and screaming. And then you turn the lights off and you fucking run. 
if your dorm rating the year above, you run out the end door so they don't see you running back to your dorm. You kind of run out, run all the way around the back of the building and sneak in through your windows quick enough before they realize who the fuck was that was at the form ones. And we've all got to be pretending to sleep in bed. And they all come running down the corridor and be like, what the fuck was that, you guys? What the fuck? Form one's out of bed right now. And we're all like, what? What's going on? Like, we're sleeping. But there's always, there's always someone who fucks up and falls over. Or literally, once you've had dorm raids happen to you a few times, you kind of, if you're one of the biggest in the dorm, you try and catch whoever's dorm raiding you. Just hold them until it's over. And then you, you've got one so you know who it was. This is the most adrenaline-filled thing in school. It's actually crazy. A few times the Form 2s dorm raided us. And they would come line up three on a bed sometimes. If you were a little shit, they would target you. And what happens is they all slowly slide their hands underneath your mattress. They do the whole countdown. And at one, they lift you up, your mattress, you, everything, flip you over and slam you down into like the board under your bed. And then they just start beating the crap out of you. Yeah, so when you're in a dorm raid, you, all you think is, how the fuck do I protect myself and stop myself from getting beaten up? But it's funny because normally rumors get spread very quickly because there's friends in different hostels, dormitories, and they kind of let one person know it's coming. And when we knew it was coming before lights out, we would prep our beds so that, you know, when you sneak out, you like put pillows underneath the duvet to make it look like you're someone sleeping there. We would do that, move all the stuff from under our bed onto our desk, under our cupboards, in our cupboards, and create a bed underneath. There was like a whole space for your trunks and storage and, and we would literally hang our sheets down so you couldn't see in and would sleep under there for the night and then when they came and started dorm raiding and as soon as they realized shit there's no one no one's in here they just start kicking underneath the beds and you're like fuck <laughs> we've been caught oh yeah a few times actually this is a funny story um a couple of the form threes god there were some big guys like the rugby lads when they went dorm raiding eesh you shout yourself and one time, the security guard caught them walking from hostel to hostel to go and do a dorm raid. And he starts shouting them, telling them to go back. But these fucking dudes are huge. And they all start chasing the security guard. He's like, shit. And he turns around and just starts booking it, running. In the opposite direction, he's like, fuck this. I don't get paid enough for this shit. I'm not dealing with it. So these rugby lads all just chasing the security guard. And then carry on with their things and go to the next house for dorm raiding. Oh, it was actually so shit though. Because after it happened a couple times in like a span of three weeks or so. And obviously somehow got back to the teachers. Because someone got badly injured. Had to go to the nurse. You know. So the school put CCTV cameras in all the hostels. Like all on the outsides. But... We thought we were smart and we figured out some blind spots. So in our hostel, we teamed up with the Form 1s, we were in Form 2 at this point, to go and dorm raid another house. So we thought we had this blind spot and 
snuck out one person's window, crept up against the wall, thinking we were underneath the cameras or just out of sight, and we go and dorm raid this other house. As soon as it starts happening, lights are going on off, everyone's getting beached up, people are screaming. It only lasts like 30 seconds to a minute, not even. And we all just run out, run back to our house and sneak back in the windows. The next day, our housemaster calls both our dorms into his office and says, right, you know we have CCTV, what the fuck are you guys doing? Um, We saw two people on the CCTV you guys figure it out what the hell went on last night and come back and talk to me so we all go gather in the common room and we start chatting right form ones which one of you guys are going to take the blame for this because the form twos aren't going to take the blame that you guys are below us you're getting in shit not us and a couple guys were like you know what i think i was actually got caught so i will put my hand up and it was me and we're like nah we need more of you because he said he saw a couple of people in the CCTV. A few of you need to stop putting your hands up because this isn't going to run. So a few more, they're like, you know what? I think it's they did it just to kind of gain our respect, which is fair enough. We're like, you know what? You're a legend. Nice one. We sent a couple of people back to the housemaster's office. And, oh, of course, they got beatings. I think they got three each. So... All in all, it was worth it. Successful dorm raid for us. But a couple people, not so much. I bet they're regretting that now. But, you know, it's all part of the character building, shall we say, of earning respect and not being a little pussy. That's kind of how it works in Zem high schools. Oh, but one of the worst things was when you were dorm raiding within your hostel and you were, you know, going for a slightly higher up dormitory, like a year above... And they knew it was you. Or even if they didn't know it was you, you were, you were just the main target instantly. So an hour later, they're like, right. They start prepping for the dorm raid. So once we're all back to sleep, the adrenaline's done, we get woken up to a fucking dorm raid from the Form 2s. And they are angry. They are pissed. They are beating the crap out of us. Being like, yeah, you want to dorm raid us? Literally Humbling us with cricket balls, punches, kicks, slamming our mattresses onto the floor and like slamming us onto the floor actually. Then they all run out and obviously we're not going to retaliate because this is not what you do. Because if they stop you, you know, then the band is over and like you guys are formed once, get back in your fucking place. Stop. Like we will make your life hell if you keep doing this. But yeah, it was honestly... So much fun. Scary. A lot of fucking adrenaline. But good fun. We are now going to move on to some stories from England. Let's hope there's nothing that crazy happening in England. Because that would be... Flyway. Fucking scary. This story is actually about me. This was when I first moved to England. And... You know, we hadn't started school yet. My mom bought us a scooter each so we actually had one scooter we shared we decided to go to the skate park and I took a little fall so I had this cut on my shin and when it healed it was this really rounded scar so when I first started school obviously being the new kid from Zimbabwe there were questions and like oh what's it like and I don't know why I did this 
but I told people in school that I had been shot before by like an actual gun. It's crazy because the story went on for like two years or three years before people actually like, oh, it was fake. Because I ended up telling three different stories that I'd been shot in Zimbabwe. One of them was we were literally coming outside of a shop and there was a drive-by happening. We all took cover and somehow I got shot in the leg. Who would believe that firstly? Yes, I guess we're all kids in school, but (laughs) what the fuck? Another one was that we were driving through town and we stopped at the robots. There was a shootout going on and one bullet went straight through the door and hit me in the leg. That's why the damage wasn't that bad because it had been like the initial force was stopped by the car door. And so, yeah, for years, people in school actually believed that I'd been shot. I would get kids from my year, the year below, the year above coming to me like, oh, my God. How were you shot? Even when my cousins joined the school, they said to me, like, why is everyone telling me that you got shot? So, yeah, eventually the story came out that it was fake. But I literally had the entire school, even some of the teachers believing it. Um, Speaking of being shot, guns, like drive-bys, we were walking in town. It was, like, one of the first times we had gone into town since my cousins had moved over. So it was just the four of us. This car drives past in like a little Audi TT and fucking pops his engine. And you know how loud that is. I Like in Zim, we had never heard that before. I'd never heard anyone popping their engine. We literally all panic. We all duck for cover and start running, not knowing it's literally just this car driving past, popping his engine. But like in Zim, we didn't even have like shootouts or things happening like that so i don't know why we were scared i think it's because being in a new country we didn't know what happens in the space and what could happen so we shot ourselves realized it was just a car and just started laughing i think we all called him a prick and then carried on because if you pop your engine fuck off dickhead i'm joking don't don't come for me one thing like another and like people driving past you i didn't realize that catcalling was an actual thing. I thought it was just something that happened in the movies. Because I've never, obviously, I've never been catcalled before. Even, like, in Zim, it just didn't happen. And when I first started Junie, I was with my housemates, my flatmates, and we decided to go to take a walk to Asda to go get some cheap, not Asda Little, to get some cheap booze. Because we were going to have a massive party that night. We took two suitcases to Asda to get booze and it was quite early in the morning it was like 10 o'clock went to Asda filled these suitcases up with booze we're all in like joggers hoodies not looking good at all and twice on the walk back two cars like drive past one of them hoots and I'm like are they hooting at us or you guys they're like oh yeah we're getting hooted at and then two seconds later another car drives past the guy rolls down his windows and starts whistling. I was like, what the fuck? Obviously, I wasn't just catcalled. I was like, the girls were. I was like, we've just been catcalled. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, that happens all the time. I was like, no offense, but you guys aren't even, like, dressed up going somewhere. You're literally in, like, pajamas almost. That's crazy that people do that just because you're a girl. 
But it's weird though, because I've never been catcalled, but I know it's horrible for women to be catcalled. And I do not think it's nice for people to do that. But if someone catcalled me, I'd kind of be a little bit like, ooh. <laughs> I'm there, but like, that's nice. <laughs> Wasn't someone catcalling me, like taking the time out of the day to whistle at me? So if you're a girl, start catcalling men. Give them a taste of their own medicine, but weirdly they might like it, so maybe don't, I don't know. Another one of our nights in Plymouth. This was the only time I think I've ever had homophobia, like homophobic slurs towards me or had any sort of different treatment because I'm gay. I don't even know if the guy knew or thought I was gay, but I was in the smoking area in the club. To be fair, I prefer the smoking area. If I'm wasted, I'll be on the dance floor. But I like just chatting to everyone. So in the smoking area, chatting. And some guy walks up to me. He's like, oh, mate, how you doing? Like, what's up? Do you mind if I grab a lighter? Mom, I don't smoke, I promise. Like, But he's acting like he knows me. So I'm just like, oh, I don't obviously don't recognize him. Like, yeah, cool, yo, bro, how's it going? Like, what's up? Give him a lighter. He lights a ciggy. Gives it back. He turns around and goes fucking fag and I was like what like what the fuck so me in my drunk state I'm like what did you say and he just carries on walking I'm like what did you say and he turns around and me being the little pussy I am I'm like oh shit he's turned around I don't want to fight I literally like ducked and sort of ran inside yeah I get it I'm a pussy but I was like I don't want the smoke I don't think he would either but clearly he did but yeah man called me a fucking fag like I said, I don't know if he knew I was gay or not, but that's the only time I've ever had those sort of experiences before, which is crazy. Okay, we're now going to move on to coming out stories. If you remember in the last episode, or two episodes ago, I said I needed permission from my friend, Julie, to tell the story, because I wasn't sure if she would be okay with it. But yeah, so this is my coming out story, first ever to like a friend or anything. It was at one of Julie's parties. If you listened to the last episode, you know Julie had parties every now and then, which were great. It was kind of towards the end of the evening. Me and Julie were just like ready for bed. So we went up to her parents' room, popped into bed, and we were just chatting. And she was asking me all these questions, you know, have you ever had sex with a girl or anything? I'm like, no. She's like, do you think you might like boys? In my head, I fucking panicked. I was like, oh my god, she's asking me if I like boys. But I was like, come on, Jeff, just pluck up the courage. Now's your chance to literally tell your best friend that, yeah, you might like boys as well. So I tell her, yeah, Julie, I, I think I like boys as well. There's this one guy at the party I thought was so fit. But I was annoyed because one of my other closest friends was literally sucking him off in the boiler room, like in this little cupboard boiler room. And I'm literally telling Julie, like, why the hell is she doing this? I fancy him. Obviously no one knowing that I'm into dudes. So she's like, oh my God, okay, you know, that's cool. That's, that's I love you still, like whatever. And we're about to go to sleep. And she's like, well, if you've never like done anything with a girl, dot, dot, dot. And she grabs my hand and puts it on her vagina and I literally start fingering her after I've just told her I'm into boys but I think it wasn't weird at all because I think we were just good friends and 
we were both horny because the guy fancied was there and I was like crushing on him. And she was just horny, I guess. And she was kind of like teaching me how to finger girls. And honestly, it was the hottest thing. But apparently, you know, you're probably all going to think I'm lying, but apparently I made her come, which I'm quite proud of. That she afterwards, she was like, she looked at me, she's like, I just came. I was like, yeah, you're like, are you, are you sure you're lying to me? She's like, no, literally, I just came. I was like, oh my God, can't believe I've just done this fucking crazy night. But it was, yeah, that was my first ever coming out to anyone. So please, all, if you are gay, bi, anything, just send in your stories. I want to know how you first came out to someone. Um, I think this then concludes the episode i hope you guys have all enjoyed please keep sending in your stories i love to hear them love to tell them send me a dm if you're loving the podcast please rate the podcast as well if you do give it a listen that would be much appreciated and it really helps i get the podcast out there i was looking at some of the analytics on the platform i use to distribute the podcast and i got a few not i've got loads of listeners but i've got people listening from all over the world I think I'm now on like six, not six, but I literally have people listening in 17 different countries. We've got obviously England, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Australia, United States, Belgium, Germany, Spain, France, India, Malawi, Malaysia, Mozambique, New Zealand. Obviously all like one or two listens from each one, but that's crazy. So yeah, please rate the podcast. Only give it five stars if you are going to rate it. If you're not, please don't rate it. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. I will catch you all in the next one. Ciao, ciao, bye.